Welcome to Bariatric Stories Podcast with Rinda Pak Yao. On this episode, Rinda will be sharing the mic with a guest. We will be meeting Brandon from Montana. He will be giving us a bit about his post and pre-op journey, recovery struggles and stress, and his inspiring health goals moving forward. Without further ado, here is Rinda and Brandon. Hi, everyone. I'm back with a special episode of Bariatric Stories podcast. As for the main purpose of this podcast, I am all about sharing personal experiences when it comes to weight loss surgery. Today, I will be opening my mic to a listener who had reached out recently and he wanted to share his experience and journey. So I'd like to introduce to you Brandon from Montana. Thank you so much for taking the time to come into Bariatric Stories to share your story. Hello. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going. So your surgery, when did you have your surgery? I had my surgery March 3rd of this year. 2021. Yep. Okay. So without taking up any more of your time, let's just, I'm just going to hand the mic over to you and you can just start wherever you want to start from. Okay. So I'll kind of just give a little background on myself. I was born and raised here in Montana, grew up here my whole life for a couple of years. We moved to Utah when I was in high school with my dad's job, moved back to Montana. And so been just been a pretty active guy my whole life, really active in the outdoors in a lot of different ways. Like a lot of people, I was into sports. I wrestled and played football and I even did some, I did basketball for a while. Before I started getting more into wrestling and stuff like that. I I was never, I was, you know, I was when I was born, I was a big, big kid and everything. I was always been a little bit bigger. Never what I would consider overweight in high school or anything like that. I was pretty solid and uh, just a big guy. I, when I wrestled, I was 215. And then when I moved back up here to Montana, we didn't have that. So I wrestled the heavyweight and I was one of the smaller heavyweights, but just a big, solid guy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then I got, uh, I got married and naturally when you get married, you put on a little bit extra pounds and here and there, but I wasn't what I would consider too bad. I was just your, your average, a little bit overweight guy, but it was in, I believe 2008, I got a major back injury mm. and that really changed, changed my life after that. And so with that back injury came a lot of chronic pain and a lot of my mobility, like I said before, I was really active in the outdoors. I was always out walking on, I mean, I'd be out and hunt. I do quite a bit of hunting. So I'd be following my dogs in the field. I do a lot of hiking during the summer, stuff like that. During the year, I was multiple days a week. I was in the outdoors walking long distances or hiking long distances and all that just quit as soon as I hurt my back. And so then, you know, so then the, the weight gain really started rapidly happening. I didn't change my eating habits. I, I always had that excuse, you know, Hey, I'm pretty active. I can eat what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was true. I was, you know, I burned off a lot and then it, I just got to where I was gaining a ton of weight. And then, so I had the chronic pain, weight gain. And then along with that, you kind of, I think it, depression sets in there too. And so those three kind of just bounce off each other and it just spirals downhill your chronic pain gets worse your weight gain gets you know more intense Mm -hmm. and the depression gets a little bit stronger and then it just keeps going in the cycle that whole way so it got to the point where i wanted you know i i was i was having a hard time with work 
was having a hard time doing anything I wanted to do, everything I enjoyed. And it was just, I, I tried to look at having a, a weight loss surgery before and I just couldn't afford it in my mind. Mm, right. And, uh, I was like, there's no way I can afford that. I'm just going to have to figure out another way. Well, I, I tried that and it just, I'd lose weight. I'd gain it back. I'd lose weight. I'd gain it back all the time. So it just didn't work. And I got, I was hunting with my buddy this last year and we, we were walking and it was a slightly uphill and I got back to the truck and I was just done. Oh. And so I told, told my buddy, I said, this might be my, my years of hunting are coming to an end. And I, he says, look, that can't happen. And he's like, we got to figure out a way to get this taken care of. And so we found a way, you know, I found a way and he was very supportive and I had a lot of support with me and we have this gastric bypass down in Las Vegas because mm. it's quite a bit cheaper down there than it is here in Billings, Montana. So that's why I went there is an out-of-pocket thing. I got a little bit of a grant and stuff like that too. And so I went down there, had the surgery. I came back to Montana a couple days later. Doctors down there said, I told the doctors I was having some pain. They said, yeah, that's normal. We, we put gases in your body to expand your cavity. You're going to have pain for a few days. I get back and that night I got back, it was, I think it was two days later. I told my wife, I was like, something's wrong. We got to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you sure they're just saying this? I'm like, something's not right. I'm like, this is, and I've been in pain, you know, ever since I hurt my back, I, I was in, always in pain. I was just always in pain. I could deal with it. And, and, and this was something I couldn't deal with anymore. So we get there and they, they take me into x-ray and I got a little bit of that I can't remember what that stuff's called. You drink to get the x-rays, but I got a little bit of it down enough to see that there's a blockage. They come in, tell me we have to go in and do another surgery. We're going to go in through your old incisions and we're going to try and fix the blockage that way if we can. What they couldn't see is my bowel was inflamed. What they said was about 10 times its normal size. So as soon as they opened my old incision up, my bowel burst. Oh no. Yeah. And so they had to do go in and fully open me up all the way, my my whole stomach there, go in and take everything out, clean up my my everything they could in there, reroute my bowel. That blockage from my original guy uh, gastric bypass was mm. that happened was so bad that they couldn't even fix it. They just had to cut out parts of my intestines and reroute those. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So it was a pretty intense thing. And then following that over the next, you know quite a few days I, I went septic from the bowel bursting my kidneys started shutting down they're throwing ivs on me like crazy trying to get that under control and my heart couldn't handle it so my heart went off and i was basically getting shoved around every floor of the hospital from here to here to here to get everything taken care of i we finally got my heart under control it was an afib and it was beaten i think they said it was well over 200 beats a minute they couldn't get it under control Finally, we got that taken care of over over a little bit of time, and mm-hmm. then then that later on the infection set in. They had to go back in and open me up again, and drain the infection out and everything. So then it was just a it was a nasty little process. I was in the hospital just shy of a month. This all happened within two days after being released from surgery. Yep. So the first, the sur- my original surgery was on March 3rd. The second surgery I had was the morning of March 6th. Okay. So it was just, you know, right around two days. Right. So it was fairly, fairly soon. So it was, it was a pretty, 
life-changing experience for me. And, you know, as you, you visualize your weight loss surgery as being life-changing, but this was even, took it to a next level for me. Not at that kind of level, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So was not expecting that at all. While that was all going on, I mean, mentally, how were you, you know, what you were thinking, how you were feeling? Did you regret having the surgery at the time? Like frustration or what was going on? Yep. That was pretty regretful at the time. My wife was, uh, you know, it wasn't so regretful for me, but I got three daughters. They're ages 16, 16, 13, and 11 right now. And so I have those three daughters and my wife and they were going through a really hard time. I was just, for me, it was pretty upsetting to see that. And to know that I was right, I, I was very well aware of where I was in as, as very close to death. I knew mm-hmm. that death was right there. And uh, I was pretty close to dying at, at any, any moment. My wife was right there with me through it all. And they told her, you know, it was during the cold, you know, COVID was going on, stuff like that. They told her that, you know, we can't have visiting visitors during no visiting hours during um, the nighttime. You got to leave. And she put her foot down, says, you know, you're going to drag me out of here then. And I think it was then that they, they realized she isn't, she wasn't leaving at yes. all. Yes. Yes. Yep. So she's, she was there for, gosh, way, way longer than she should have been days upon. I mean, it was a week before she left that hospital. Amazing. And her kids were getting shuffled around, going to different people's houses and stuff like that. And that part was what I was really regretful for. And I, you know, like, I wasn't saying, man, I should have been had this surgery because I'm going to die. I knew, you know, I was pretty close to dying, mm-hmm. but it was just more or less like I'm putting my family through all this and I put them through so much. There's that guilt that you put through people through, you know, just being obese. You put them through that. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm obese and I'm always in the way. And I, I stop our, our family activities and all this and that you have that guilt before. Well, this was just another thing that I put my family through. Right. Deal with like you know, is dad gonna die? We don't know if dad's gonna live from minute to minute. Right. And and everything. And so, yes, there was regret, but not for just saying, "Oh man, I wish I just wouldn't have this surgery, and everything would be fine." So this took. Uh, when were you released? When things started to to lighten up again? Right at the end of March. Right at the very very end of March. So it was, like I said, it was just, you know, it might've been right at the, I can't, so a lot of things were foggy during that time period. So it might've mm-hmm. been right at the very beginning of April. Okay. I was, I was released in, the, in that area, very end of March, beginning of April, somewhere in there. And so I think, now that I think about it, I think it was actually April. There was a lot of things that were very, very foggy during that time. It was just a crazy time period, whether it was, you know, with everything you were going through in the hospital and everything that was going on outside the hospital in the world. It's just, you know, everyone's trying to take care of each other and you're trying to get well for your family. And then when you finally get out, how was it with your recovery outside of the hospital? Finally, it was tough. So when I left there, I was still, I wasn't, I wasn't eating. I, I still had a GI tube that I was getting, getting fed through. And everything, I was getting all my medications, which I had a ton of medications for heart and everything else. We had to grind it up and, and put it through my GI tube. So my wife was having to do that. So it was a pretty crazy deal. They put a wound back on me shortly after I left the hospital. 
to help that wound close, which it just was a couple weeks ago, a little over a week ago that it finally closed all the way. So wow. it's taken all that time for it to close. But for a good period of time, I had that GI2 or that wound back on me mm-hmm. and we had to go get a special, <laughs> a special recliner for me to get in and out of one of those ones that would tilt it up and down because I didn't have the strength to, or this, my, with my wound in my stomach to stand up and down just normally and stuff like that and get in and out of bed. We had to have a lot of, a lot of things come in place to, to get me home. So it was a very crazy. My wife was having to get everything together. She'd go around finding the chair that she needed, you know, the right chair we needed and, and everything else. And it was a, not only was it a, a time, time thing for her. It was, there was also a lot of financial stuff that went to it. You know, those those chairs aren't cheap, and finding out the tools to get me what I needed and everything else. And obviously, I wasn't working, and she was she was one hundred percent the caretaker of me. Right. So she wasn't able to do her work, and there was a lot of turmoil. And when I got out of, out of the hospital as well felt like when I get out of here, you know, it's going to, it's going to be getting all better. And it wasn't, there was a lot, there's a lot of things that happened that didn't make it go so smoothly. Mm-hmm. When were you able to start eating, like start to get into soft foods and the different type of foods and your, your activity since you were still recovering from the, the GI and everything? It was shortly afterwards. So it was quite a bit different for me. So they did have me drinking some of the that wonderful tasting protein water that you, you get afterwards by the time I left the hospital. And so, mm-hmm. so I was drinking that and I was continuing to drinking that. And I, I would say I cheated a little bit because I knew I could put my, I could, if I didn't, I didn't get my, I was getting so, I get so sick from and nauseous from everything, which from what I understand, a lot of people do, but this surgery like really intensified it. So there was sometimes I'd just go over and get the huge syringe and throw some of that protein, protein water in through the GI tube. Right. And, uh, just because I, I physically couldn't handle it, that much stuff in my stomach at the time. So there was a, a period of time there I was doing that. Then I started eating uh, or started drinking the little bit of thicker protein shakes and mm-hmm. uh, the premieres and stuff like that. And then uh, we started getting minced food. And I tell you what, those first few bites of minced food, they were gourmet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember the, the taste of that salt on my tongue. Like it was just like I had just walked into Red Lobster. <laughs> it had been a, a month since I had eaten. I felt the same way. For me, when I got my first three days home, my father started cooking frying bacon. And I used to love bacon before my procedure, but a few days home and he started, it smelled good, but it made me nauseous, but it's yeah. like your body f- just flips out on you after surgery. And then you have to discover, you know, what you liked before. Will it take it now? Exactly. Did you get, experience a lot of that? Like with dumping and what, what changed, what kind of changes your body went through with food? Nope, I didn't. So this is the, this is the weird part. One of the, another weird thing for me is I experienced zero dumping. I experienced zero vomiting, any of that stuff, none of it, because I think I was so scared. I did everything the nutritionist and the doctor said to the T. Like I followed everything the way it was supposed to be done because everything I just went through, I wasn't going to let happen again. And so 
what they told me to do, I did. And so I never, never have yet experienced that. I've started, you know, I, as soon, like, you know, a lot of, so my sister had a gastric bypass 25 years ago and she'd tell mm-hmm. me like, if I took one or two bites too much, it'd make me sick. I'd do, be dumping and stuff like that. So I, you know, that was the thing right there. Like, by golly, I'm not getting sick at all. Like, so as soon as I felt like there's like, I, I'm done. This, you know, I, I felt food in my stomach, which was maybe like three or four bites at the time. I was done. I was not gonna. I was not gonna push it any further than that. So I never did experience that, that extra, that dumping or any of that stuff with it from those extra bites. Well done. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it came at a cost for me to learn that. So, <laughs> how's your energy level? What have you been doing ever since, you know, everything's been healing up and you get moments that you'll get a little tired quicker or has that you've built it, built that up a bit more lately? Yeah. So as you know, before the surgery, even when I was pretty overweight, there's days that I would, when we'd like, say when we go, I do a lot of, I do a lot of hunting, big game and upland bird hunting. So upland bird hunting, you here in Montana, you walk huge distances some days you're doing 15 to 20 miles of your walking and so i'd even do that when i was so when i before i had the surgery i was three i remember looking at the scale when i walked into the doctor's office it said Mm 384.7 like holy cow how did i get get so big and it's or yeah 384.7 so even when i was big i would still push myself to walk those distances i had a i'd have take some extra medication so i couldn't feel my muscles really and i just go for it and then I paid the price later, of course, but it was, it was worth it. So I, was, I always had this, you know, this background to me of walking and hiking long distances and loving it. So I get out of the hospital and my, my daughters and my wife would take me for a walk down our street and would get 100 yards. And that's all I could do, you know, just the length of a football field. And I was like, I hope I make it back home. Mm-hmm. then I'd you know we'd walk home and I'd just be done and our goal was to do that twice a day and then as time went we got a little bit further and a little bit further and they're still doing that and so there's one time I was just like I'm going for a walk and I'm going by myself and we have a block that is a half a mile and I've always maybe to a fault pushed myself physically that way and so I was like I'm gonna do this whole block and so I just go out for a walk and I come back I did that whole block it was a half mile I came walking back home and I was dead tired. That was my only walk for the day, but I was so happy I did it. Yes. And the energy level was just crashed. Like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'll see you guys in about four hours. <laughs> going to take a nap. And so my wife was, you know, she was a little bit like, you did that? That's good. I don't know if that's good. I don't know where we're at with that. And so over time, I started doing it. Then I started doing it twice. So I get a mile in and then I do it three times. And this is all over, you know, a period of time. I, I wasn't just like day in and day out or the next day I do this much. So then I, I, I started, I told my wife, like, I love hiking. I'm like, we're going to go for a hike. And so we went for a hike and I was sick and I was nauseous and I was trying to drink. And I was just having a hard time, but I did it. Mm-hmm. I did that hike. I was really proud of that. And I, I think I just talked about the hike the whole way home, how great it was, how good it was to be in the outdoors again and everything else. And I can't remember how many months that was after I got out of the hospital. I still had, 
I just barely got the wound back off like mm -hmm. that week when I decided to do it. If you would like to make a guest appearance on the podcast and share your personal experience with weight loss surgery, click on the link that says I would like to share my story in this episode description and submit the corresponding form. You will be contacted with further details within a few days. Be sure to listen to our next episode as we continue Brandon's amazing story. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bariatric Stories Podcast.